hello there. Thank you for joining us again on The Basic and The Brain. For those of you who may have missed us the last few weeks, we're Alina and Maddie, aka The Basic and The Brain, and we're here to bring Botox and Bravo to the fucking table for your next dinner party. Yeah, I mean, think of it as us bringing basic bitch topics into the intellectual sphere. So grab yourself a glass of wine, or White Claw, or whatever hard seltzer, alcoholic drink of preference, (laughs) and join us for this week's episode. Hello, hello. Um, Welcome to another episode of The Basic and the Brain. For those of you who um, are uh, avid listeners, you know that Maddie is still in the motherland um, in Egypt at the moment. And so I am here holding on the fort and calling on all of my favorite friends um, who love me enough that they will hang out with me and um, and guest star on a couple of episodes. Um, so for those of you who have been with us from the start, you definitely remember our first guest ever. His name is Paul. Um, he is a dear friend of, of mine. I've known him since... I keep saying I've known you since before I'm born, but obviously that's impossible, but um, I've known Paul forever. He was my first crush. Later found out I was not his um, for many <laughs> reasons. Um, and Paul is basically, like family, lives here in LA, is a an, an awesome real estate agent, helped us buy our house. Um, and we wanted to chat today about the Selling Sunset Season 5. I feel like I binged it and I know that it's been a little bit, you know, it's been a couple of weeks since it's been out, um, but wanted to talk to you about, you know, everything selling Sunset. What do we think? Being in the industry, do you ever see them out in public? Um, and then, of course, the reunion, which we had a little viewing party for yesterday. So what do you think, Paul? I'm back. I'm Did back. you miss me? The bitch is back. <laughs> <laughs> of course. I feel and like we've been... Yeah. I'm jealous that Maddie is exploring the world and we're just here hustling and grinding and doing the valley (laughs) rotting in the valley you mean i'm not rotting i like the valley i'm joking i'm I'm joking i've come to like the valley i've come to like the valley i just like to hate on it because everyone else does and i feel like if i don't hate on it then i'm not cool um i got you in the valley at a time when you got a deal on a property (laughs) I know, I know. I mean, so um, again, for those listeners who may not know, I recently got my real estate license because I was so inspired by Paul and the amazing experience that he gave Karen in buying that I was like, wait, this sounds really fun. Um, I mean, the market's crazy. Do you want to just talk a little bit about that and what you're seeing? Because I feel like you've been like busy, 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 which is great. So just to give an ounce of what my weeks are like in this crazy market. It's still a seller's market. And unfortunately there's still low inventory. And for some reason, everyone and their mother is interested in buying property right now. So the buying pool is so saturated. Mm -hmm. And one of the properties I offered on for a client this week, the listing agent told me they had 38 offers and it ended up going, um, I believe, I, I believe it went a, a little over 400000 over the asking price at, when it was all said and done. I don't know the exact amount. That's but wild. 
Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's brutal out there. It's an emotional roller coaster. That's why some days my brain is like fried <laughs> and I have no mental capacity um, because working with uh, clients is emotionally draining because it's mm-hmm. emotionally draining for them. So you kind of absorb all that. But it's fun. Every day is interesting. And for all you listeners and who think our life is like selling sunset, I have news for you. It's very far from that. <laughs> so I, I actually um, I shadowed, you know, or, or I, I hosted an open house earlier today. It was my first one ever, and I was so excited. I, I'm not going to lie. I went in, and I was like... I'm going to, you know, I thought I was going to be Chrishell or I thought there was going to be Botox and burgers like Christine. No, it wasn't. It was a lot of just like waiting around and then a lot of like, did you see this closet? It's definitely different to what you see on Selling Sunset and Million Dollar Listing and and all that. Less drama. So if that's, I think that's a good thing, but. I will say, I think she listed, I think the listing agent who is wonderful, maybe probably listed it close to probably what it's going to sell for instead of listing it very far under, which probably would have brought in a lot more looky-loos and people wanting to see, which is, I appreciate that she did Mm -hmm. list it for a fair price. It wasn't like she listed it like 400,000 under what it's probably going to go for. Um, but yeah. Yeah, no, it was, it was fun. It was a really good experience. And, um, it's crazy that you, you mentioned that, um, you've had an, an offer or you put an offer in on a house that went for 400,000 over ask. One of the final um, uh, clients or one of the final people who came in to view the house was like, oh my gosh, we just put in an offer on this house that we loved, but it went for $800,000 over the asking price. And I, my jaw was on the floor. I was like, $800,000, that's like two houses in some places. And that's over the asking yeah. price. And um, wild, man. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know where everyone's getting all this money from, but I need to know their inside information because they're not podcasters. Daddy, I'll tell you. Dad, Daddy needs to buy a house soon. Daddy needs to buy this house soon. We have a deal. A deal is a deal. You're not going to have anywhere it. to go. I'm going to be moving I know, with you. I know. It's, <laughs> just move in. It's okay. We'll we'll be roommates. Um, but yeah, it's 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 so crazy. I feel like everyone I know has recently, you know, bought a property or is trying to get into the pro- into the market. Um, do you think it's going to stay like this for much longer? Honestly, it's so hard to predict. I get this question every day, and mm-hmm. I'm constantly like following. Um. You know, different realtors talking about the market. I talk to lenders, you know, who are sort of, you know, in the know with what the, you know, Fed's doing with the rates and stuff. Mm -hmm. It's just so hard to predict. Um, I thought by now it would have slowed down a little bit with the Mm -hmm. buyers, with the rates being, not to get too technical, around 5%. Because they haven't been like that in, I think, 10 years. Six to 10 years. Um, So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't. Maybe people get exhausted at some point, but crazy. at the end of the day, I was talking um, to my client about this this week because he was getting frustrated, but not being able to get an offer accepted. At the end of the day, the rents are going to continue to go up as well. So a lot of people feel like I'll just bite the bullet and get into a higher interest rate if that's fixed and my mortgage will stay the same and then I can just refi out of it and then get the payment down eventually. So I think that makes a lot more sense for people than constantly getting into a rental where every year your property is going to get, you know, your rental is going to go up 3%, whatever they charge you. So, um, yeah. 
Well, I like that advice. And, you know, I was like, should we sell? Should we not sell? But to your point, where are we going to go? We can't even afford rent anymore. Like the world is just crazy right now. (laughs) And that's, and at the end of the day, I think that's why a lot of people don't sell because even though they have tons of equity, it's like they either have to move out of state and go somewhere where they have a completely life change. Mm -hmm. um, Or they have the downsize, but it just depends on the person's situation. And at the end of the day, a lot of people who, have owned a house for many years and have a certain tax property tax bracket that they're paying. That's an older tax. They're going to sell and then they have to pay the new tax. So sometimes it doesn't add up for people, even though they're going to cash out. Um, But you're just going to end up putting all your cash into another house and then paying more taxes. Um, You know, it's a, it's a very tricky situation to figure out. Yeah. Well, Thank you for that little lesson. I actually didn't even think about that. <laughs> the taxes. So I appreciate that. I learn from Paul every day. Poor Paul. He's not, he's not my mentor, but uh, he may as well be. <laughs> um, don't worry. Karen's coming. Karen's coming. Real questions. estate is fun though. Real, it real is. estate is fun though. It is. It is. I've, I've had that's a lot of That's why all these shows, that's why all these shows come out for years mm. about, you know, even on HGTV was the OG of real estate shows. And then yep. the million dollar ones came out. Because it's just people love, like, the, people love to fantasize. They love to see, like, what their life could be. We mm-hmm. all have a dream. And unfortunately, Selling Sunset is crushing our dreams because we realize we're never going to have a house that's, like, $5 million, let alone $2 million oh in Los gosh. Angeles. I know. I was actually thinking about that the other day because I think Million Dollar Listing was like the first real estate show that I started watching that, like, I realized, oh, I actually really like watching this and I enjoy it. And I was like, million dollar listing. If only any of those homes were actually million dollar listings. Like right. it should be called multi-million dollar listings. But um, anyway, I know that there is like so much going on in the world of Hollywood and celebrity gossip. And by the way, Adam, I hope that you're happy with the distinction since we had quite the conversation about that last week. Um, but Paul and I, like I, I think... Even though, you know, we could go and we could talk about the Met Gala, we could talk about the Black China Kardashian case, you know, we could talk about all these things. Um, I think we need, we owe it to ourselves and to our listeners to dive in to uh, Selling Sunset Season 5 as well as the reunion now that it's out. We've all watched it. Um, We know that there's an update to Chriselle's love life. I just think that that's where we should spend our time. So, you ready? You want to get into it? Let's do it. All right. Let's do it. Um, I, it okay. So where do we even start? <laughs> I feel like there's so much, but what did you think of the season? Um, I mean, it was kind of what I expected. I mean, okay. Christine, Christine, Christine is all about Christine. Um, I knew eventually they were probably going to have to bring in another person that was going to be another Christine type character, um, which Chelsea is uh, probably going to sort of fill that narrative a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I mean, I felt like the, the Jason and Chriselle relationship was a little bit forced and a little bit like it just felt awkward and it didn't feel real. But then I can tell that he maybe like liked Mm -hmm. her a lot. Um, Yeah, I mean, I can go on and on, but what did you think? So I, okay, I agree. I felt like, 
I, at first I thought that the entire season was going to be about Jason and Chriselle. And I think it's interesting now that I think about it, that they were able to like make that the final scene, right? The final scene was basically them breaking up. Um, even though I feel like towards the end ish of the season, they, you know, they weren't even on camera together. Um, I have, we'll, we'll talk about their breakup in a minute. What, I definitely agree. I felt like it was not authentic. I think he is obsessed with her. I think he is so in love with her. You could tell just the way he looked at her and the way he would like hold her hand and like kiss her shoulder. Like I think that he very much was smitten. But the minute I saw them on camera together, I was like, she does not even like him. I don't think she actually it, was it, interested. It felt very forced from her end. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it's it just like, it felt like, it was something that maybe came out of like them having a flirtatious thing. And then someone created the narrative that like, Oh, this shouldn't be a good storyline for the show. Um, and maybe Jason had caught feelings and Chriselle obviously didn't. I do not think she did Um, at all. You know, I don't know. It's hard to say. And maybe Chriselle was just jumping on board because she thought it was maybe her last chance to have kids because of her her age situation Mm -hmm. that she thought, you know, who knows? Um, Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, they kept. I would say if you're going to date someone to maybe have a kid with him, it doesn't hurt that the guy's like a gajillionaire. He's like one of the top agents in, um, in L.A. I think he actually was the top like last year or the year before that. So, um, and he's, I, I, I like Jason. I, I know I admitted this last night and I can't believe I'm admitting this out loud, but I have like a secret crush on him. I just think he's so nice. I think he's very good looking. He has a very nice body, albeit I think a little too short for me, but I really like him. I don't like Brett. You could literally pick him up and put him on your, your waist. Like carrying him around like a toddler. He's like Benji. He's like, no, he's, he really is so small, but I give him such credit for like being comfortable with it and dating girls that are taller than him and, um, a lot taller than him. I, yeah, I he think definitely he comes off great. like a nice guy and he has a lot of patience with these girls. I feel like yeah. Brett is the one who's like the undercover bitch. He's like, he's, Brett just seems like he's like a bitchy woman inside of a five foot one person. <laughs> Identical twin. Um, yeah, no, I'm not a big fan of him. I thought that that scene in Greece when he went like off on all of them for talking about how it was so great. Of, it was so out of nowhere <laughs> and like so weird. I thought it was either really, really bad um, editing or just forced and awkward and they just needed drama because it was a pretty boring conversation. Um, okay. So that's my problem with some of these reality shows though, just coming from the industry and, and I don't really watch reality shows like this at all. This, you got me hooked on this and I started in season two at the end of season two. I just feel like when you bring in characters that don't know each other and you try to create like these very deep relationships with yeah. people, it just comes off very fake and inauthentic. And, and mm-hmm. and they just keep bringing in new agents that don't know each other and you expect them to have all this like history and layered relationships and they just don't. Yeah. And it's like all the storylines feel forced and it's like mm-hmm. the only relationship that are long-term in this show is like Jason with some of the girls because he's known them for a long time, you know? Yeah. Well, with um, Mary, Mary and, and Jason, Amanda. Like, and and my, I think Maya knew Jason for a while. Oh, oh, I didn't know that. I think, 
but we can't stand Maya. I mean, what a waste of space. I mean, Maya, I love Maya just in the reunion for that reaction she had when Chriselle announced her new dating situation. Maya's face was everything. And I was like, finally, Maya, you showed up at the end of the season five. We needed you. We needed, we needed her for this. I'm really glad that she came for it. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking about Chriselle's new dating situation. Uh, what? <laughs> Or, or I was shocked. I don't know. Were you shocked? Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm not surprised. I feel like when I've seen this with some other Hollywood females who we think are straight females. Okay. Would they go through bad breakups and then all of a sudden they like switch the narrative in their love life and they're dating like either a woman or a non-binary person or mm-hmm. whatever it is, not a straight man. So I'm kind of not surprised. Um, I just hope she's not doing this. I hope it's real and it's not just like a PR stunt and she's just like, you know, maybe she's like friends with this person, whatever the name is, G Flip. Billy D, Bobby Boy, I don't know the, the non-binary woman's name again. But um, I hope that it's real and it's not just for like show because I just feel like that's kind of gross. Yeah. Do you I do you think that Jason knew beforehand? Because I felt I mean he was crying on the reunion. I I felt like that was a really genuine reaction on his part to that news. And like my heart broke for him a little bit. And I, and I think that's also kind of fucked up if that's how she let him find out. Like, hey, I broke up with you because you didn't want to be a dad. And now I'm dating, you know, someone who also could not, like she can't get, they can't get pregnant, right? And I know that she acknowledged that it might be from adoption or something like that. But I'm just, just like, whoa. Yeah, I don't know. His his reaction seemed very authentic, and he doesn't strike me as someone who's like crying about everything. So the fact that he shed some tears, I know. Um, I don't know. I I think I think that's something she probably kept on a down low, and no one really knew. Because you could tell she was kind of nervous talking about it. Yeah. Um, I just I don't know. I don't know. I I mean I just I, for me the about face that Jason did like. They were literally going to fertility doctors and they were getting their like embryo. I think they made embryos and they were getting them tested. That's a pretty big deal. And I, you know, like I, I almost feel like to let her go down the path of using some of her eggs that she froze. I don't know. Obviously don't know how many she has, but like, that's a really big deal to use that to create an embryo to then be like, just kidding. I don't want it. Just kidding. You know what I mean? Just kidding. You can't use that. I thought that was like a little bit like sketchy. Because they, they they said that they were doing genetic testing, which means that they had to have embryos made. So those eggs are now not viable. But then I'm like, did they, did they really do that whole process? Because exactly. I feel like that would have been something they would have included in the show. Because those are like, for, inst- I think, for instance, I think Fair. about the, Karda- the Kardashians, how mm-hmm. every moment they have with their fertility, they're at the doctor's office, they're having a phone yeah. call, they're looking at scans, they're doing this, they're looking at lab, like... Good point. It's they like didn't make it any part of the show. It was just a conversation. Um, so did they really do yeah. it, or they were just kind of saying they were doing it? I don't know what yeah. to believe when I watch TV anymore. To be honest with you, yeah. but. <laughs> no, I agree. I agree, but because that, that's what I mean when I said like it was a little sketchy to me. Because I don't know if I'm a woman who des- you know who definitely wants a child, has my eggs that are frozen. I don't, you know, 
know if she's going to want to do that again, given her age at this point and she has eggs. Like you're not just going to have, you're not going to create an embryo, use one of the, or however many of the eggs you have at the risk of just kidding. We're now going to have to destroy them because we're, he doesn't want a kid. Right. Um, so, and, and if she did like, okay, I, I don't know. It doesn't add up to me, but anyway, um, enough, enough about that. Cause I feel like we need to talk a little bit about Chelsea. Do you think that they should have brought her in as like the adversary to Christine? Cause I think the only thing better than having her be on team Christine would have been to have her and Christine go at it. That would have been even better drama. Mm, I don't know because I feel like Christine, I mean, everyone goes at it with Christine, everyone, you know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like they see they needed another person on Christine's side to sort of like stir the pot a little bit. Okay. Um, and Chelsea's the best one to do it because she gives zero fucks about what anyone <laughs> thinks or says. And but again, she doesn't know these women. That's the whole thing. It's like they bring in this girl Chelsea doesn't yeah. really know Chris doesn't know Christine. They met supposedly they met at an open house what two weeks before, and then yeah. all of a sudden she's like having all these relationships with these ladies. And I just feel like you really can't have a real, like, there's no depth there in their, what they're talking about because they go back, what, five minutes? Yeah. I met, I met you yesterday, but we're going to talk about years of uh, drama with Christine. It's like, no. Yeah, no, I guess. I guess you're right. Everyone is Christine's adversary. So you're right. I didn't think about it like that. I was just, I, I guess like in my head, Christine and Chelsea going at it would be really interesting. Um, so, I feel like I, Christine would just shut down because Chelsea's like a, bull, a little bulldog. Yeah, she's intense. I'm, I'm kind of like, scared of Chelsea. You think? No, because she's real. No. I don't think that you'd be scared. I think she's like Teflon and you could say anything to her and nothing would like even like damage her at all. I feel like she's just like, I, there's like, to me, I look at her and there's like, I feel like there's this wall with her and like, she doesn't like get offended Mm -hmm. or like upset about anything. And she'll just like check you at any like, you know, chance she gets if she feels, you know, she wants to. Yeah. I mean, okay. I agree with all that. I do think though that the girl needs to get a tailor because multiple scenes, (laughs) like at one point I sent you the screenshot, her dress was, being like held together with hair ties or rubber bands or something. And then on the reunion, her, her strap wasn't even finished. Like, excuse me. But also I feel like if you have a stylist or the show has stylist, like that person should be like making note of all these things and saying, okay, this could be, this might, you know, be very visible in, in the camera shot. Like we need to fix this. So you don't look like an asshole. Yeah, I know. Like what? I know Netflix is on a budget these days, but it feels a little like, I don't know. I feel like 50% of the show is for the fashion, so the fashion better be on point. And I, I, I don't know. I think Chelsea looked a little sloppy. And, and again, if you're going to wear shit like that that's so outrageous, you need to make sure that you are fucking buttoned up, literally and figuratively. Figuratively. I don't know how to say that word. I mean, she lives in Manhattan Beach, so her budget's probably way less than some of the other girls. What do you mean by that? Manhattan Beach is a little bit on the more affordable side than living in LA proper like Beverly Hills, West Hollywood. I think so. Isn't she on the strand? Aren't those like $20 million houses on the beach? I think so. I think so. 
Um, well, okay. So Chelsea would be like her. I think she's by far the best agent. Even just like when, even watching Maya, um, when she sold that house, that I think it was like a $12 million house in Santa Monica. And she was like, please come and make an offer. Please be competitive. Like, I, I just feel like there was like no finesse. There was no like, there was no sales, right? Like there was nothing real estate sales in, in her pitch. It was just like, yes, please make an offer and, you know, do your best. Whereas like Chelsea, she, she was like more, I feel like she reminded me, like, I felt like I was watching Million Dollar Listing when I was watching her. Whereas the rest of them, it's like, I don't think they've ever sold a house in their lives. Well, I was thinking about it. Like, I don't, I mean, obviously don't know Chelsea and by seeing a few seconds of her doing real estate, does that make someone a good realtor? I don't know, but Fair. she definitely exudes, did she definitely exude it exudes the most confidence out of any of the girls. Yeah. And going back to like, she's not afraid to say whatever to like, you know, charm a client or yeah. seal, seal a deal or sell the property. And sometimes when you sort of exude confidence, it makes the property look 10 times better mm-hmm. than someone who's like kind of, you know, like so soft about the, you know, the, the pitch. She's yeah. like basically comes in guns ablaze and like, <laughs> look at this! Look at this fucking amazing house! You bloody and you son of a bitch! You better buy this house. This house will be worth thirty million dollars in two years if you don't buy it now. It's like you almost like if I don't buy it, I'm scared Chelsea's gonna like you know kill me or something. Um, <laughs> I feel like you, that was uh, that that was her accent on point. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I mean, I think it's maybe it's the accent that like lures people in into her, you know. <laughs> Her no, I, think, I think I think it's the charisma. I think it's just the enthusiasm, and I I don't know. It, like it reminded me of watching Frederick from Million Dollar Listing, where you know how Frederick is like, oh look the walls, I want to hug them. Like it's just like the colorful mm-hmm. language. Maybe it's a European thing, and and you know us us Americans. I'm like, look, there's a closet. Did you see the closet? <laughs> you know, know, it's funny. Like, like in real estate 101 I, I know for tv they have to like amp everything up to just make it more interesting but like real estate 101 like i came and learned from a place where they tell you not to oversell properties when you're showing them because mm-hmm. you don't know like exactly like what your buyer is going to think what your client's going to think when you're yeah. showing them a property you, like don't oversell it don't like make it like you you like point out certain things but like you don't like make it like it's the best house in the world because they might internally think it's like the worst house in the world if they're not being vocal about what they're thinking, she definitely obviously walks into every property and like thinks it's like the, you know, the knees, the bees knees. Um, but yeah, I mean, she's definitely, she's definitely like makes interesting TV for sure. Um, but yeah, her and her tatas are huge. And I almost feel like she's like a, a pencil with, you know, two erasers attached to the front. <laughs> I thought she was going to like, fu- I didn't realize how big they were until the reunion. And definitely one boob is bigger than the other. I, I know. Stop, I couldn't stop staring at it. <laughs> you said it and then I couldn't unsee it. And then that's all that I was staring at. And it was, it was weird. Um, but no, I think, I think she's, she's beautiful. I think she's going to make for very interesting TV because it seems like Christine's out, right? She's no longer with the Oppenheim group. Yeah. And, and I think the, I think the reunion was disappointing because I feel like there was no shocks and no, I mean, the shock was like Chriselle announcing her dating, but even the way that was like announced, it wasn't like that exciting. Yeah. Um, there was, was no like shock value. There was no like reveal, big reveals. Like 
I feel like they needed more drama. And unfortunately, yeah. Christine, Christine would have brought the drama, but she wasn't there, obviously. Um, I mean, even if they had Christine, like, do, again, they, maybe they tried and Christine didn't want to be part of it. But even, like, a pre-taped video of Christine, like, commenting on stuff and then have the girls react to what Christine was saying in the video if they didn't want to do, like, a live interaction. Because um, she said, what, she had COVID, but you could video somebody if they have COVID. If you don't Amanda had COVID and videoed from her house. Um, I think, and, you know, obviously our friend Jill was with us when we watched it last night, and she's obviously still an amazing producer, and she had a lot of the same comments. And, like, you know, yeah. it was just, like, it wasn't that exciting. Um I mean, you by know. the way, Netflix, if you're looking for an executive producer for the next reunion, we have we have ideas, we have connections. You should definitely hit up Jill. Um, yeah, no, it was it was really boring. It felt so flat. It was like I, I would say the Chrishell news and then Jason crying was like the only real interesting part of it. Remain. Oh my god, remain. <laughs> Can we talk about <laughs> What's there's not nothing really on? to talk about. God. Well, no, but like, like there's literally nothing going on between, between those years. Like, I'm so sorry. He just sits there. He's so awkward. I know. I didn't understand really why he was there because I mean, I know he's in the show, but like, he's not a crucial but he's not part really of the show. On the show. You know what I mean? Like, I don't even, he doesn't have, I, he, he's just, he's just always there. I, I think him and Mary personally, I like Mary. I think that they have an awful relationship. It seems like it's constantly like a power struggle. And he, I don't know. He seems like he is a little bit of a loser to me. Um, and well, yeah, I mean, he's definitely young. Um, I don't know. I don't love Mary. I think she's fine, but like, I feel like, as a, a managing broker, I just feel like she seems weak and she's afraid to like speak up and like really command, um, you know, the office and yeah, I do I appreciate that. Sh- so <sighs> when Davina and her sat down with that client, oh. that basically Davina thought she had the listing and the, the, the person who was selling their house basically was like, I need more time or whatever. Yeah. Um, I thought the way Davina acted was so unprofessional and so uncalled for. It was horrendous. And I would never work with, if I was the client, I would never work with someone like that who sort of came with that tone and like basically like not taking any responsibility. Yeah. Um, and I thought Mary I, had an opportunity to jump in and, and fix it and maybe like still salvage the relationship with the client and get the listing, but she didn't do shit. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I, I agree. I was so unimpressed by that. I don't think her leadership skills are where they need to be, to be honest. And I really hope that they had a little training session or coaching moment with her when they saw that, um, that playback. Cause it was, I mean, what was the point of even going there? And, and, and the fact that we didn't see her say anything to Davina about the, just her, the tone of her voice and just the way she speaks to people, she's so condescending and I don't think that that was just like put on for the cameras because that's that's kind of how she talks to everyone on the show, right? Davina? In that same reason, yeah, I feel like that's how she talks to everyone. It's yeah, like I, feel, same I feel like Davina is. I feel like Davina is very insecure, and the minute someone like calls her out on something, she like almost doesn't know how to handle it, and she becomes very awkward. And, and she like, wants to put all, and then she like turns all the blame on them. Yeah, it's yeah. just weird. I mean, I, mean, I don't. I mean, I think she should, based on that meeting, I would have fired her as a, if I was her boss. Yeah. 
And, because and that, based on that client losing that relationship with that client, that client might say like, oh, don't ever work with this team again. They suck. Like they're yeah. horrible. Like you lose future business. And I feel like she kind of had that like deer in the headlights, didn't know what to say. So just got defensive attitude with, um, uh, what's his name? Not Anton. What is her, what, what is the, the $75 million house? Something with an A. Can't remember his name off the top of my head right now, but oh, I don't remember his name. Um, it's something with an A. Anwar? We're going to drive by that house one day, by the way. I know. Let's go. Let's go climb a fence. It's right uh, on Coldwater Canyon. Um, oh, so it's right over here. Let's go. We'll do well, it. it's on the other side of going past Mulholland. <laughs> I don't leave yeah. the valley. So, you know, no. Um, but yeah, no, Davina, Davina, I, I give her credit. She's trying. I think she was realizing that she was on her way out because she wasn't bringing much to the table. And even like her glam, I thought she looked pretty good at the the reunion. But um, one of my friends was like, Davina is a stray cat. She's like a stray cat that just won't go away. and They need to stop feeding her. And I was dying when she, when she said that, cause it's kind of true. It's like, she's hanging on. She's like, you know, like, let me sink my nails into them. And I want to be on the show, even though I don't think she's a very good realtor or broker. Cause she has her broker's license, right? She doesn't know how to speak to people. She doesn't have any friends. I, I, I feel for her. I think she just, you know, she needs a little, a little zhuzhing up, but. Um, yeah. I feel like she can go, if I was the manager right there, I'd be like, Davina, you're out. Vanessa, you're out. Maya, go have some more babies because we know you went through something tragic. So go mm-hmm. be a mommy. Pay attention to your family. And um, yeah, and hire some gay men and then call the day. <laughs> That's Paul's pitch to get himself on Selling Sunset. So hey, Netflix, if you're listening, we have a we uh, we have a new star for you. Um, no, but I yeah, I, I agree. I think. They need to start like cutting some heads. And Amanda, like, why does Amanda have a desk? She doesn't even do real estate. She's an interior designer now. I like Amanda. I think she's funny, but she—I don't even think she does real estate. And she acknowledged it at the end, right? She was like, "Oh, I need to start actually selling." Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's—it's. It's, I don't know. I mean, I like her, but it's like I don't know. I feel like there's too many random characters in the show yeah. that don't like really like. It's yeah. I feel like you can cast the show a little bit better. I think the OC is going to be a much more uh, comprehensive cast that like makes a little bit more sense. Okay. So it's really bothering me that they called it selling the OC because no one calls it the OC, right? I understand it might be a nod to the show, but no one calls it. I've heard people refer to Orange County as the OC. Really? Orange yeah. County, but it's not the Orange County. It's Orange County. I know, but I've heard people say the OC. Oh. Like it's like sort Maybe of a it's slang an industry thing. thing. No, I don't like it. That annoys me. And it should be called selling OC, like selling Sunset. If you ask me, that's my professional take on it. I, I mean, gra- grammatically, yes, you are correct. But okay, thank you. That's what I wanted to hear. Nothing makes sense in this world anymore. So oh I, God, don't I, know. This, I don't know why this. I don't know why the title would make sense. <laughs> No, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see it. Um, do you think that... I'm surprised that they're not like sending... Um, not Mary, what's her name? Heather down there. Since so she she lives in Orange County. She's like there. She's married. She's, you know, going through IVF and stuff. Do you think that there's any way that she'll just move to that show? Or do you think because like her clientele and shit is all up in LA, she's not going to? Is that too close to That's her That's interesting. Husband? I don't know. Maybe because of her relationship with Christine that she needed to be in this show 
Um, Maybe. I did for, appreciate that, that lunch or that dinner when, when Christine was like an hour late or something and she was like, calm down. And Heather was like, do not tell me to calm down. I like Heather. I think Heather's like really authentic and I think she's pretty, I, I like her. I think she's I, kind of my yeah, favorite I think, now. I like Heather. I think she's pretty real and I think she has, she's very sweet too. Like you can tell she's like a very caring person. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm being late, people being tardy is like tardy to the party is my pet peeve. Um, it Sorry. drives my blood. <laughs> like even with client, my clients who run are always running late. I try to be so, um, punctual with, especially when it comes to work. And if yeah. I'm running late, I literally, my anxiety goes through the roof and I'm like, literally like every minute, like I'm almost there. I'll be there in five minutes. I'm parking in the car. Like I'm always communicating with people. So they yeah. know, but to leave someone hanging and just like not show up until you feel you can show up to me is so disrespectful, such a waste of time. And I literally would have, I would have, when she got there, I would have been like, sorry, I got to go. I have another appointment. Bye. Um, yeah. Because I, that's so disrespectful. But didn't she like not even show up to the meeting with Mary and Jason? So she, I, she's disrespectful, right? Like she literally doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. I don't know. I think, I think she's narcissistic for sure. And someone yeah. needs to like sit her down. And I, I, but also she's not really good at confrontation. Like, I know. She almost like in her little confessional like videos that they do in between the scenes where she mm-hmm. like talks, she's like, you know, she, she's all talk there and she's not afraid to say everything and trash talk. But when it comes to like in person, she like shuts down and she's like, oh, she plays Mary. this like little like Bambi character and she's like, you Mary. know, like, yeah. Remember that from season four? She's like, Mary, Mary, Mary. Like, oh, shut up. Like, bitch, you're, be- you're given the floor. Talk to everybody. You want to say like, what you, you want to say? Her, her line was, is like, you guys are monsters. Yeah. She loves to call everyone monsters. I know, monsters. But then like in the confessional, she's like, well, these bitches look like shit. It's like, tell what? What? I don't know. I kind of want to meet her. Do you think? I think we'd either be like really good friends or we'd be not good friends. <laughs> There's like, I don't know, like with Christine, I just feel like she is just a a bad person. I just feel like she's just not a good person. And I feel like she is fake and I don't feel like she's authentic at all. I mean, I feel like she, she like says one thing and then stabs people in the back. And Mm -hmm. I just think like, she's just like an awful person. I just get that vibe. Like I'm obviously never met her, but. Um, like where Chelsea, even though Chelsea is probably like, you know, can talk trash about people, but there's like, she has a more human quality to her where Christine just feels like, like she's dead inside. (laughs) There's, (laughs) well, I think, I mean, I don't know. It's like part of me, she kind of like, she, she kind of, I think wants that people to think that about her. Right. Oh, a hundred percent. She doesn't care. She says she's married for money. She she has everything she wants. She doesn't need anything. This is all just extra fluff in her life. Um, well, extra fluff. I mean, does she even? She doesn't have, tell anything. I feel like when you have a rich partner in your life that is going to support you and have your back no matter what, and you have money that can basically potentially solve all your problems, you do not care what other people think. Of you. you don't care if you hurt other people because you don't need them. She doesn't need anybody. You know. Yeah. Um, that's sad it is but i think she needs a hug i mean you might Hold break on, her in half if you hug her those little stick legs of her oh my that god they showed last night. 
The, I, I didn't realize how skinny she was. I think she's definitely lost a lot of weight even since last season. Is is like super twiggy skinny in now? Because when did this happen where all of a sudden like girls I mean, are so like, but, but, but like bony thin, like, I, like, yeah. Emma, even the Kardashians removed their asses. Chriselle is thin, but Chriselle has a little bit more meat on her. She's like more toned. Um, and I think she's just a lot smaller than Emma and Christine. So it shows differently. You know what I mean? Like Emma and Christine, I think are probably like five, eight or taller. And, but so Heather's just, also very thin. Yes. Heather is, Heather is super thin, but I don't know. I feel, I feel like Heather almost looks like she's probably more naturally thin. Fair point. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whereas I'm not, I think Emma's obviously naturally thin. Um, and I think that Christine is naturally I don't think she's necessarily thin, but I don't think she's not thin. You know what I mean? But I, I feel like it looks a little more like not this could be my natural state. Mm-hmm. Especially yeah. right after having a baby. Um, but are you excited for the next season? Are, do, are they filming? I don't think they are, but I think this is the first time they're like breaking for a while. Well, they're probably going to put the focus on launching the OC first, selling the <laughs> OC. Um, so there's not competition and drive people to watch that. And then they'll probably wait a while to do another season of Selling Sunset. Oh, so that's it. We're, we're never going to know about G4. I, I guess we're going to the OC. We're going to the <laughs> OC. Um, well, any final thoughts on the season or real estate in general before we uh, wrap it up for the day? Um. Yeah, I don't know. We need to get some uh, million-dollar, multi-million-dollar <laughs> listings. Oh, that's what I was going to say about Chelsea. Like, she, it seems like she knows a lot of people, and she, she's always like, every meeting they have, she's like, "I have a client. I have a client for this property. He's coming. I have a client for this one. Oh my god, my client is going to love this one. My client, my client, my client. She must have a, a lot of uh, expensive <laughs> clients because." She has a client for everything. Literally for everything. Well, yeah, I think her husband is, I forget what he does. I think he's in tech, maybe cybersecurity, something like that. So I think, I think that she has like a lot of connections in that space, but good for her, man. Good for her. This market is no joke. And I feel like she sold, she sold like one or two houses already, right? The Skechers woman. So wow. they say. Well, should we check the MLS later when we lock? <laughs> oh my God, the Skechers uh, heir to the Skechers throne. Did you see her like on the countertop? Oh yes. Her- yeah, that was wild. I was like, oh okay, all right. Um, never eat off your counter if you've if you've had an open house or if <laughs> a showing at your house because who the fuck knows what's going on? Um, oh my God, some Clorox in the world to fix that shit. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to see what happens. I feel like they're probably going to make us wait until like early 2023 for it, which kind of sucks, but I've gotten used to it. And every season you just see the girls getting more and more like plastic surgery. Cause remember Vanessa, Vanessa's chin in the reunion, you said it was like falling off her face. It was literally lumpy and it was pointy and I was horrified and I feel so bad saying that, but honestly, cause Vanessa's a beautiful woman. And I hope she does well, her ass is, has probably had some inflation done, and then her chin now. They were like, "Oh, I we have like, a little extra filler. Should we put?" I it feel like here? she's growing backwards, and she's growing forwards. <laughs> it was like um, there's a what, the saw guy, the guy from Saw, the little man on the tricycle. That's what it looks. Like. It was like really pointy and lumpy. 
Mm-hmm. I feel bad. She needs to go and to Christine's with, doctor. Between, between that chin and Chelsea's lopsided boobs, <laughs> I was like, what is happening on this show? What the fuck is going it's, on on this like show? It's like selling Sunset and Botched in combined. <laughs> no, really, they all need to go to Christine. I need to go to Christine's doctor because let me tell you, that skin is glass. Say what you she's will so, about, she's about so Christine. She's so pretty. She's, I mean, she's just stunning. Like, literally, her skin is amazing. Her face is beautiful. A little too skinny yeah. for me, but, you know. Too skinny. But I no, noticed in, in uh, one of the scenes that it looked like she didn't have a lot of Botox in her forehead. So, I don't know yeah, if she, she said was, it. like, she did what? Someone was like, oh, like, why are you making that face? She was like, what face? And they were like, you're raising your eyebrows. And she was like, what do you mean? I'm not supposed to be able to do that. I got to call oh, my doctor. Oh, I'm sorry. I was talking. I meant to say Chriselle. Oh, 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 oh. Because you, you can see her like forehead lines. And usually when you have Botox, you can't see that. So I was like, oh, wow. maybe she's like not Ooh. a lot about the Botox. I can't Mine see is. Her. Yeah, you can. Well, my, my, I had a facial today. So my skin is literally like shiny. I'm like a mirror at the moment. Um, but yeah, we all need to go to Christine's doctor. Christine, if you're listening. I need to know who your doctor is. Mm-hmm. Um, really excited for the OC. Can we have a watch party? I liked that last night. Oh, yeah. When is it coming? I don't know. Let's see. But I think we should do it. And then we should talk about it on the pod. Uh, oh, wait, no. May 6th? No, that was when the first trailer. That was the trailer drop. I don't think it's been announced yet. Oh, release date. Hold on, sorry, I'm doing this in real time. Um, doesn't say. Oh, I want to know what like people who watch who don't live in California, <laughs> who watch a show like Selling Sunset and how that sort of uh, molds their perception of California and California lifestyle and California people. I'm so curious what people outside of LA when they see shows like this, like what they think and how it oh. creates their opinion. I have an answer for this. Give me one second. I need to get my charger because my computer's about to turn off. Hold on. I didn't realize that it was. Get my boobs. <laughs> okay, okay, Chelsea. <laughs> no, hers are uneven. Don't say that. Um, yeah, no. So one of my really good friends who lives um, in Sydney, She's a big fan of Selling Sunset. And she actually texted me and was like, is this seriously a real estate agent's dress in LA? And like, you know, is this really what people look like? And I I think people think it's like ridiculous, which it is in a lot of cases. And I was just like, well, not everybody dresses like that. But yes, you do have a lot of extra people. And, you know, I find myself trying to wear more makeup and keeping, you know, putting myself together and trying to be professional, but also like, you know, you gotta look good. No, I mean, in the luxury market, it's different. Um, um, it's like the, your level of clientele is very different and, you know, dress mm-hmm. to impress. But in the majority of real estate, you don't see that many people dressed, many agents dressing like that. Yeah, no, <laughs> not a single person I saw today was dressed like that, which was a relief for me. Um, Paul, we gotta get into luxury. Come on, we gotta do this. I don't know if I can. I don't know if I'm that like, I don't like the schmoozing and the whining and dining. It's just like, it's, I'm old. I want to go to bed by like 8.30. Really? 8, 8.30? Well, sir, <laughs> aren't you going out after this? You're going to go rage? 
No, I'm going to celebrate someone's birthday for a quick quickie, and then that's it. I'm out. Well. I will watch you build your career as a luxury agent, and then <laughs> you can hire me as your assistant, and I'll just make your appointments for you. Done. Done. No, we're going to have turf wars. 300000 a year. <laughs> okay. Sure. Um, turf wars of Sherman Oaks coming at you. No, um, but this was fun. I'm so excited for our watch parties for selling the OC. I know that you have a birthday party to get to. Um, but just want to say thank you so much for hanging out with me virtually, even though you're like an arm's distance away or a stone's throw away. Um, and I cannot wait to do, we'll do more, maybe we'll do like episode reviews when selling the OC comes out so that we can do it more in real time and we can just do what we do best, which is really talk shit. Um, and again, if anybody has any questions, anyone's curious about what it's like to sell real estate in LA, Paul. Um, we will tag him in this uh, this episode on Instagram, and you should definitely check him out because he's awesome and is just full of information. So, with Thank that, you. We'll, thanks for having me. Thanks for coming. Uh, with that, we will bid you adieu, and I hope everyone has a great week. And Maddie is back in a couple. <laughs> so, all right, ciao, ciao. Bye. Bye. So there you have it. Thank you so much for joining us again on The Basic in the Brain. Be sure to join us next week for our next spin on intellectualizing our basic bitch interests. Be sure to join us and don't forget to like and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Tweet us at Basic and Brain and follow us at The Basic in the Brain on Instagram. Give us feedback. Tell us what you love, what you don't love. Tell us what topics you'd like for us to cover. And we'll talk to you all later. 